Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you! Adapting comic book characters into live action can be hard. Are the colorful costumes going to look right in real life? Will the -the over-the-top heroics be believable outside of the comics page? Can special effects fool audiences into believing a man can fly? Comic book properties are a hot commodity for both television and film, so getting the basics correct should be a priority, right? What happens when a universe is built for our small HD screens and many people overlook it because it's on a network known for focusing on the ham-fisted drama of beautiful people, their sex drives, and the campy cheesy that comes with it? Honestly, you miss out on some of the great action, compelling character pathos, and super heroics so awesome that it would make most of the jaded geeks smile. Prepare to be wowed. Maybe. As we share the ups and downs of spandex on television during Observe and Report, the Arrowverse. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. X. With me today is Pistol Danger and Smurfy. So glad to have the two of you with me yet again. It's not. It's like I can never get away from you. I'm always pleasured. Yes, you are. <sighs> so glad to have you both here for this episode of Observe and Report. Get your expertise on it. A lot of people are wondering, what the, what, what the hell are you talking about? What's Observe and Report? Well, Observe and Report is going to be a new series of episodes that we're going to do to help fans, listeners, decide whether or not they want to be a part of this corner of fandom, whether it be television shows, movies, comic books, or even animation. I mean, there's so many different ways and mediums uh, for comics to be translated rather than just on the pages. It, we're virtually living in a utopia of comic-related material, whether it be the big screen, the small screen, the little screen in between, Netflix. like You have a choice of so many different options, and if you don't like one, well, let's go to another. It's a good time to be a geek right now. It is a good... There's... Uh, that's, that's where it is. Variety. Yes. yes. We have variety. variety. Uh, but the problem is, is... Are they getting the variety Sometimes right? variety, sometimes too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> Uh, but that all depends on who's doing the adapting. And uh, since this episode is focused on the Arrowverse, which is the DC-based superhero shows that are on the CW, yes, folks, we're going to be talking about DC comic book characters. And the first thing that we really need to talk about is who gets it right, where DC is concerned. If the comic books are your roadmap, who's getting the translation to, of that roadmap right? Is it the films, is it the animation, or is it the live-action television? Pistol, your I argue, thoughts. I would argue the animation gets it the most right because they have the most freedom to do everything they want. Uh, as in the trailer, like, can special effects make a difference? In animation, it doesn't matter. If you want to have a giant crocodile man, fuck it, you have a giant crocodile man. You well, you don't have to worry him. about your, your budget to yeah, create it, the 
costume and the Makeup special uh, CGI effects that'll go with that. I hated Suicide Squad. What should have been a great the movie. cast of characters. The movie, yes. Yeah, let's let's be very specific. Right. Yes, okay. It's the movie. You know what? Actually, that leads me to a perfect example. Suicide Squad, the live-action movie, versus Suicide Squad, Assault on Arkham. Are not the same, but compromise the same ideas and characters, right? I disagree. I would say that the plot's the same. You would say the plot's the same? Oh, so so what's, what's their goal in Suicide Squad, the movie, is that they're trying to go stop an evil bad guy from blowing up a city, correct? No, because originally they're supposed to just get in and out and get Amanda Waller. Oh, you're right. From getting destroyed by a super and baddie, and then she gets kidnapped the, the by assault... the giant tentacle monsters, and yeah. she gets her mind sucked. If I'm incorrect at any point, please feel free to. Correct. I don't know. I've never seen what you're talking about. He like, made me. He made know. me run it twice. Assault on Arkham. no Arkham? Suicide Squad the movie. I, mean, I refuse yeah. to watch the movie. No, and you're smart. I know I am. Yeah. He made me rent it. I had to spend $3 of my hard-earned money for this and waste four hours of my time because I watched it twice. In fairness, I shit on it the whole time, so it was kind of worth it. No, no it was not. Yeah, okay, fair, it wasn't. It wasn't. The best thing about it was Captain Boomerang. And the only reason why I haven't watched it is because it is not available on any of the streaming services that I have. No, you have to rent it. Like it's The only it. reason right. why I've seen any of the other DC films is because I've been able to see it right. on a streaming service. Because I'm not going to waste my money in a movie theater knowing I'm going to get a subpar piece of crap. Ready? Sub- Where were you? Nice. Not counting Wonder Woman. No, no. Wonder Woman, Woman was actually where, a decent film. It was the second best you? DC superhero second movie. Second best, yes. Thank you. When Lego Pistol Batman, one. is shooting off, hey, man, that movie can't be as bad as I remember. Let's rent it. It's got to be pretty good, right? I think I'm remembering it wrong. I'm like, no, it was garbage. And he's like, mm, let's rent it and find out for sure. Let's come back. Okay. Yeah. So Suicide Squad, the live action, is a train wreck in, 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 in the best terms. And in the worst terms, it's absolutely a waste of your money. Okay. And okay. that's more like the truest It's term. a waste of your time. Yeah. Basically, they saw Guardians of the Galaxy and were like, let's do that. Bad. And then they changed what but movie worse. they had, and then they swiped it in. The cartoon does it right. Tell me tell me how they get it right. That's what I want to hear about. I don't want to hear how they get it wrong. I want to hear how they okay, get it right. You know what? The, the that's car- fair. The cartoon is great. We watched it together. Yes. So, in the live action, you have Killer Croc, which is basically just a man in reptile-esque makeup, right? Yes, He's not correct, big. Yes. He's not imposing. No, He's just he- a guy in a, a white shirt and a jacket. And he kind of looks like a Goomba from the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, they, yep. tried, they tried doing the, the Killer Croc from the cartoon series, but they added too much detail, and it just came out looking really bizarre and weird. Well, he, he wasn't, because he wasn't intimidating, right. he wasn't big. at all. However, because you don't have that sort of limitation in animation, mm-hmm. in the Suicide Squad Assault on Arkham movie, you have King Shark. And he is big, big. and bad. He no. is huge. He looks like he could take Superman on. Yeah. He's huge. He is accompanied by Killer Frost. They, are, like, they kind of pair people up in the animated movie, just so... Everybody gets kind of an equal amount of screen time, which is nice. The Joker is in Suicide Squad. In the live action, he really bears no consequence on the movie itself, really. The biggest thing he gets is a little bit of time with Harley Quinn. But other than that, he really doesn't interact with anyone else on the cast He's in the movie three, one person. He's in the movie three times, and they sell him as being a big character in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Now, so anyway. in Assault on Arkham, he's a big point because the point is he's, the focal he's point. in Arkham Asylum. And he hit a bomb. Okay. There's a bomb about to blow up. Joker did it. So that's why Harley Quinn's on the team. They're like, you know Joker the best. Help us find this bomb. And that makes sense, yes. Yeah. So the cartoon's doing it right. Okay, well, well, let's let's, let's narrow like, that right. down a little bit more and keep us on right, track. Track. There's been a Suicide Squad movie. Obviously, you want to talk about Suicide Squad. So we'll stick with that. Okay. So there's been a movie. Well, there are two animated features. Yes. 
They have also appeared in animated episodes, not called Suicide Squad. Correct. Task They're Force Task Force X. Yes. You can't call say suicide right. in a in a Saturday morning cartoon. I get it. They've also appeared in Arrow. In Arrow. Yes. So you have live action television, you have animation, you have film. Who did it better? My God, I'm really good. I didn't even think about that. They have appeared in all those things. Yeah. I'm the best. If yes. You want to say Who so. did it better? Animated movies. Because from what I remember in Arrow, and I've seen bits and pieces of it, they don't stay long. They're basically teasers until DC was like, actually, we're making this movie over here, so nix all that. Sadly, yes. And if I remember correct, Captain Boomerang in Arrow is just a dude. Not as cool as your Captain Boomerang in other medium, yes. Correct. So I would have to say the animated movies get it right the best. Okay, so animation is your, specifically for Suicide Squad, but animation is your go-to. Well, and also, let me let me just throw this in there. For Constantine, too. Constantine, while the TV show was only one season and short-lived, it was great. Uh-huh. But you couldn't have these giant sprawling demons but in City of Demons, the animated movie, you can. Right. You can have giant demons standing next to Constantine for long periods of time having conversations about how they're going to screw him out of whatever contract he's got, and you just can't have that now. Now it's got to be a guy with glowing eyes. True. Or something that's the giveaway that they're the demon. Well, it's, but those, those, that, that, those pieces of animation mm-hmm. are specifically designed to walk hand-in-hand with their live-action counterparts. Because the CW has also done cartoons, little snippet cartoons over the characters of Vixen, which had Arrow and The Flash appearing in them, along with other bad guys. Mm -hmm. The CW Seed, yes, you can see all these cartoons on there. The Ray, who was introduced in one of the crossovers for the uh, Arrowverse, Mm -hmm. had a short-lived animated series as well. So those things go hand in hand. They, they, they walk together. I'm talking about in the overall scheme of things. Uh, you've would... got your movies. You've got the Arrowverse, which is right. your TV shows, and animation. Who do you think uh, is getting the interpretation, the adaptation I right? I would say the movies overall. Are they, I'm sorry, not the movies. The cartoons movies overall. Cartoon, cartoon the car- movies. They, yeah, the cartoon movies the overall. Movies. Okay. The animated movies that we're talking about. Like They did Justice League Dark, uh-huh. for example. Did magic based? It was awesome. I think if they actually tried to turn that into a real live action movie, it would cost them way too much money for all the effects that they'd have. To oh do. well, yeah, yeah, right. So, and you can do things like, hey, you want a guy to fly like up in the air and through a wall and have a boulder thrown at him? You can do that with just a few strokes of a pencil or now a click of a mouse. As opposed to if you did a live action movie, it's like, oh man, we're gonna need a lot of props, a lot of CGI, a lot of everything. So I feel like it goes cartoon. Then I would say that the TV shows. I know they're probably a little bit lower budget than the movies. But I'm digging them. I'm in them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love them all so far. And then I feel like they kind of fail on a lot of the movies, except for Wonder Woman. I feel like they got that one right. Wonder Woman, you had to go out of your way to get wrong. Right, true. Honestly. But mm-hmm. I mean, we, they. I mean, they did change the world. Swing, war swing and miss a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I've, they swung and missed a lot. Like Green Lantern was awful. Tr- you know? A lot of things. Like, a lot of things have been. But awful. then you watch Batman it, and Robin. Yeah, was awful. But then you watch Batman an, you watch Superman. any animated Green Lantern cartoon, pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen why I've been like, this was horrible, and I hate this. Animation, and this is just me, but it sounds like I'm I'm in good company here. Animation, whether it be the Saturday morning animation where it's clean cut, or the, right. the, the rated R, the rated PG-13, or the rated R animated films DC has been putting out, are the ones getting the closest to interpreting the characters from the page to some other medium. But right behind them is the stuff on the CW. Yeah. Despite the fact that they have to change certain things for certain characters, 
they find a way of grabbing onto the spirit of what they're supposed to be adapting right. and putting it into the show. Maybe it's unfair to compare everything to animation because, again, animation has no boundaries. Well, it has saying, no you know boundaries, what? but I would say do a three-way comparison. You compare the cartoon to the comic. You're comparing the TV show to the comic, and you're comparing the movie to the comic. It's all based. It's no. all compared to the comic, not each other. So it's not like we're going cartoon versus movie. It's no cartoon versus comic. One would believe with comic. today's technology, right? The live-action films should blow us away. Oh yeah, better than anything on television. Better yep. than anything in animation could think mm-hmm. of. I agree. Has that happened where DC is concerned for you? No, in not the yet. last ten years. No, from a story standpoint, from a special effects, I mean, special effects are always neat. Yeah, but special effects nowadays, I feel like, I mean, there's a lot of movies that have really cool special effects, but like, that's like being like, I ordered a steak and I can smell it and I can, you know, (laughs) I hear it, but guess what? When it came out, it was a pencil. Like, it's all sizzle and steak. Like, right? That's (laughs) that's how I feel. Yeah. That's special effects. Well, you know what? That's that's our opinions. Let's find out what our listeners think. We want to know, where do you fall in this film animation live action debate are you more are you more for the films and if you are power to you are you into the animation or do you like the tv shows you can like them all but we want to know what you prefer what's your number one head on over to our website at mybigfatpullist.com fill out the contact form and let us know what you think or find us on social media tag us on facebook twitter or instagram we we do respond to those things we promise The shows. Arrow. Arrow debuted on October 10th, 2012, and is currently in its seventh season. Now, this is the show that started it all, and I I will be honest, I stayed away from it because it just looked like, ooh, boy, look at that guy running around without a shirt on. He's This is for the ladies. They're calling it Arrow, but they really want to be Batman. I don't have time for this. I think we need to talk about the network that's on it first. Just for, for a quick second, the CW is not known for its comic-related material, well, nor true. is it known for its action-related material, but with the exception of one show that I think we all like. Smallville. So, yes. Well, I was thinking Supernatural. That's not, super, that's not superheroes. Uh, true. But it's super. It's, it's super. It's, it's, you know, like, I mean, come on. <laughs> it's super. It's, it's the, natural. It's dealing with what? Demons, magic, right? I would I would put it in the same realm as almost like okay, kind of like sci-fi. You know what? The special effects comics. of like okay, fantasy, I, I, fantasy. Yes. It's How's definitely that? in fantasy. sci-fi fan, okay. that, fantasy and, and, genre. But it's, it's okay. That, but yes. my point is that's the reason why I gave Arrow a, a shot because I was like, hey man, because normally CW was known for being like a little bit more of like the teeny bopper shows, you know, yes. like the drama shows. But I was like, hey, Supernatural's pretty like kind of cool, man. Like I can get back behind that, you know, mm-hmm. like that's that's fun. Maybe I'll do it right with Arrow. So I was I was on board. Well, they, Interesting. Okay. they did it pretty well with Smallville up until season four. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> if I'm correct, season four is the one where Clark has the girlfriend that's got powers, but then she's hung by this person who can negate powers or painted the room. I don't remember. It was a really convoluted way to get a person who could negate powers. And he, the person kills Clark's girlfriend. And then teenage Clark... Like, finds the person and then, like, full of teenage angst, anger, so much driven emotion, and then just grabs him and is like, you're going to jail. And I'm like, and out. Why why would you expect Clark Kent to murder somebody? Because of the way it was positioned. Doesn't matter. Zack Snyder, listen. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Zack Snyder. Well, also, like, somebody dealing with teenage hormones and everything wouldn't always be in their right mind, and I felt like... Like, he didn't even throw him around. It was just, gotcha. Well, okay, so what does that have to do with Arrow? 
It's the same content. It's the DC universe. Right. Mm-hmm. They okay. had the Arrow. They had Green right. Arrow in it. They had Cyborg. They had all these characters. Yeah, Aquaman. I mean, you're right. Aqu- yeah. yeah. They had all yep. these characters. And, to me, and it's all about the angst. Yes. That's what the WBCW is all about. Mm-hmm. But then they had to conflict that with Superman's no-kill moral, and to me, that didn't mesh well. Hmm. Well, maybe one of these days you and I will do a revisit to Smallville, because out of the ten seasons of Smallville, I think there's five great seasons of that show. I think there's five great episodes in the whole show. Well, no, there's five great seasons. There's a lot of filler a lot of, a lot of filler. Mike a lot of kryptonite silliness. Is the best Lex Luthor. Is the best he Lex Luthor. Is. Yes. Oh, hands down. Agreed. I agree with that. Okay. So the CW de- definitely has some red flags for it. For me, I stayed away from that show because I didn't want to see not Batman. Fair enough. But of course, that all changed once I found out that in season two of Arrow, they were introducing Barry Allen. And that Barry Allen would then go on to have his own show, The Flash. Right. Now that I am interested in. So at the end, just before Arrow Season 3 and Flash Season 1, I binged the first two seasons of Arrow. Ironically enough, it just showed up on my Facebook feed yesterday, in fact. Mm -hmm. And it even said, I'm a big enough man to admit when I'm wrong. I love fucking Arrow. I binged the first two seasons, and I actually loved it. Then I was able to watch season three and watch uh, season one of The Flash and enjoy them in tandem. The thing is, is that they kept on building on their mythology. They kept on introducing characters, and even though some of those characters, eh, where Arrow is concerned, most of those characters don't necessarily fit the same origin as their their comic book counterparts, they still made it work most of the time. Agreed. The thing is, is that where Arrow is, where Arrow is concerned, yes, I love the first two seasons. I even love season three. Season four, and we're not going to start, we're, we're not going to get specific in actual seasons, but season four introduces the concept of magic. Now, when you have a character whose only ability is that he's a badass, especially with a bow and arrow. Right. Where does this magic stuff come into play? Because he's not like he's a well-educated. I traveled the world and learned all the arts of everything. Well, well yeah, he sense. traveled the, the world. Yeah, but yes, but he no. didn't learn magic. He got stuck on an island. It's not really traveling the world. Then he came back. It's like oh, he I'm went sorry. And he, 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 I have to. I have to tell you, he didn't spend all five years on the island. No, true. Right. Sorry. So he did he's travel not, he some of the lost. world. Right. 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 It wasn't. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't lost. lost. And there wasn't two. Uh, he off the there island. wasn't two islands either. Right. <clears throat> Unlike Lost. Uh, once they started introducing aspects for the hero to go up against that didn't really fit the hero, right? Because like, how do you? It got really weird, right? Because then you have to introduce another way for the hero to overcome yes. the odds, and yeah. sometimes it's not even the hero himself who overcomes it. It's a side character or a new character that's introduced that helps even the odds, or and- several new okay. characters yeah. that, and sadly, several new characters that, since there's so many of them. You don't spend enough time developing one of them. It's just a little bit of everybody, and the characters fall to the Correct. wayside. All right. The, uh, the original Team Arrow, and I'm using air quotes. Uh, again, they can't right. see your They hands. can't see me, but I'm using them. The original Team Arrow had several members just, you know, kind of fade off into the distance because guess what? The writers didn't know what to do with, with them. them. Right. Now, some of those characters just faded away. Other characters ended up on another show, which of course, we'll get to mm-hmm. when we get to that show. And one of the characters actually started with his own show. 
Yes, very, very astute of you. My final thoughts on Arrow are that as everyone's watching it, everyone's major, like, uh, the reason why they hate it is because they're like, it's not Batman, but it's trying to be Batman. Right. Case in point, magic comes in. Arrow doesn't know a whole lot about magic, but Batman Batman would. does. The, the, the CW couldn't get the rights for Batman. So the, who's the next rich kid who fights? Arrow. So there's like, a real you know, weird but clause that they have. They don't yes. like having certain characters on one medium when they plan to have them on another. Another medium. Exactly. Case in point where the Arrowverse is concerned, in Arrow, they introduced Task Force X, right. also known as the Suicide Squad. Right. And Deadshot in, in the Arrow show was a great character. He, he was really cool He was character. one of those great characters that starts off, oh, oh that's a bad guy. Right. Oh, what an asshole. Find out he's not. And then you find it, ah, uh, he, there's a little bit of good inside of him. He's not. He's actually more of an anti-hero. More of an anti-hero. Yeah, there's the trick. And then because, oh, well, we're going to make a Suicide Squad film, we got to get rid of everybody. Gone. In the way they got, got rid, rid of him. everybody. Yeah. It was, and was and it was such a disappointment. Yep. And because of that weird little stipulation right. that Warner Brothers has, they're missing out on oh, yeah. being able to give great content on television. Because look, look at your look at your movies. Oh, yeah. You're not giving us great content. Right. We've bitched about it before. Other podcasts, I'm sure, oh, have yeah. bitched about it before. No, and we're never first. going to stop bitching no. about it until we get what we want, and that's quality. Yep. And fans will agree. They're like, oh, it should be the Batman. It should be Batman, not Arrow. I'm like, they can't. They couldn't do Batman. So the next best thing, Arrow. I think the biggest irony is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a big DC guy. Is Green Arrow is originally inspired by Batman to become a vigilante. Uh, so the way I took it is, he, Green Arrow is more fighting for the little guy. He goes, hey, your big guns out there, your Supermans, your Batmans are all fighting these huge colossal guys like Darkseid saving the planet, but no one's looking out for the little guy in the little town. So that's what Green Arrow was about. He's like, I can do what I can. He's your hometown Arrow. hero. It's your hometown hero. Yeah, he's, you know, from more or less like your, your daredevils, your guys are just kind of in their little alley, you know, in their little city, and that's it. And that's what Green Arrow was supposed to be about. Now, Green Arrow, though, was always very, like, anti-government. Like, government's screwing over the little guy. Let's fight for them. The show Arrow doesn't get that quite right. Because the first season, he flat out is It's too preachy. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what it is. It would be too you, preachy. You get bored. So they have him be more like, Well, you'd you have know, some people going like, yeah, yeah, but then mm-hmm. you'd get other, oh, yeah, other no, it, groups going right. like, well, this oh, is just too preachy. Stupid. I don't right. want click. I'll, oh, I'll watch something 100% else. agree. I'm just letting the, some viewers know like, oh, well, that's not really Green Arrow. You, this is where you got to tweak it a little bit. Mm-hmm. So we, we yeah. enjoy it. And then there's character development where it's like, hey, you know what? I murder a lot of people. Maybe I'm more of a bad guy if I keep murdering people. And there's character development. Well, yeah, because he as murdered as a, lot. a lot of people. He had a list. In he the first two seasons. And yeah. And then realized, oh, oh, murder bad. Bad. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> bad arrow. You know, no turns, murder. It turns out if I shoot the guys with arrows, cops don't care as much as when I murder yeah, them with an arrow. Maybe if I just maim them. <laughs> right. Everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you are correct. Those it, are my They, they right. wanted it to be Batman, but they couldn't have they Batman. Couldn't Batman. So they so had arrow. arrow. And that's why And that's why I was like, I was on either way. I but at least he doesn't talk like... Oh, wait a minute, he does. He ah, does. but there, there's a reason, though, for it, and his actually stays consistent. They gave him a voice like synthesizer <laughs> built into the suit. You're, you're right. And it's consistent. Like, you're I not wrong, Smurphy. Yeah, and like something like that, as silly as it sounds, just the little bit of logic they give you feels so much better than Christian Bale just going, Where's Harvey? Like, oh, hey, you know why? what? He, he did it in the first season, though. Because he was just like a guy, literally with a bow, an arrow, and, and a green hood. And he was going out fighting crime. And he'd be like, who are you? I'm going to get you. And then like by season two, they were like, hey, we got a voice synthesizer in your suit. So now it like blurs it so no one can tell your voice anymore. And I was like, it's way better. Yeah. It's way better. The Flash. The Flash debuted on October 7th of 2014. And it's currently in its fifth 
season. Now, this is the first spinoff from the Arrowverse, and it's responsible for taking the best parts of the Flash comic and actually make them make sense in a, for lack of a better term, a real-world setting. I know a lot of hardcore Flash fans who I was expecting to scoff at some of their ideas that the show cooked up to explain certain aspects of the character's mythology, yet they didn't because it was handled so well. It was explained. It, it, well, not only was it explained, it but, but they they respected it. Right. Instead of just saying, oh, comic trope, yep. comic trope, no big deal, just move, move along. Right. I had no idea that I was going to fall in love with The Flash. I was looking forward to The Flash because I was a big f- fan of The Flash when it had its very short-lived show in the late 90s. 80s, early 90s. Yeah, I remember that. With they, John Wesley Shipp. And they still pay respect to in the and show. And they still pay oh respect to that because John Wesley Shipp plays Barry Allen's father. Yep. Also. But when they introduced the multiverse as well, John Wesley Shipp also got to play Jay Garrick, the Silver Age Flash. Flash. Mm-hmm. So again, all of this respect being shown to this character in this show... Uh, week to week, even even in the down episodes, for me, The Flash is the best thing from the CW. And we'll gush over some of the other shows, but The Flash is the best thing and has continued to be the best thing, despite the fact that three seasons in a row, his main bad guy were speedsters. Right. However, I feel like The Flash did get a lot of things right. I feel like they learned from Arrow. Like, when Arrow first came out, there was just like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if we want to go full superhero costume. And Flash, you're like, no, we're going full red suit mm-hmm. with the lightning bolts. Yeah, you got to have it. They, yeah. And, and, and they, they, they took that risk, and it paid off huge. Right. I think Arrow, they were afraid of that, so they learned well, from Arrow. Well, it took them five like, years hey. to call him Green Arrow. Yeah, they kept calling him Arrow. He's just, or the he's hood. just called the Hood. Or, the hood first. Yeah, that's exactly. the problem. This one, they're like, no, it's Flash. He is the Red Flash. costume, he is the Flash. Yeah. And that's why I was like, they took that risk and they're like, oh, it paid off. Whoops, we shouldn't have with Arrow. Learning from their mistakes. Uh, yes, definitely. Instead of waiting half a season to give Barry or, his big red suit, or two seasons, it's, seasons. It, they gave him a suit that was wind resistant. Yep. So resistant. When, right. you start, when you start putting in the science, you also have characters that go, hey, Oliver Queen, <laughs> we know you're the arrow because, yeah. duh, right. you're not really covering your face. <laughs> right, or your That voice. grease paint isn't really working. Right. So it was around the same time that they actually gave Arrow right. a mask as well. Mm-hmm. Now, even though that still doesn't help disguise the character, me me personally, I feel that he also should have had a fake goatee okay. to cool. look like the comic book character right. When he's the arrow, yeah, right, like and fake, then take it off. Fake mustache, goatee, guy fox. Yeah, but right. but it would make sense because now you it definitely would. don't look like you do oh, when you're walking around all five. Clock what is shadow, it? Five right. o'clock shadow yeah. and all broody. Right. You look the same way when you're wearing a damn hood. Ooh, That's oh, you. it's not Hang it's on. not Oliver right. Queen anymore. Oh my God, right. it's the arrow again. I yeah. have to insist I can't see your hands. I know. I was covering up <laughs> the tops of everyone's eyes. Be well, like, oh, it to, is you. to further like the point of their learning from the stakes, as we said in in Arrow, some people just fall off. Yeah. Oh Whereas yeah. Whereas Flash is very tight with their cast. Oh yeah. And yeah. there's progression in each character. You don't end up being like, oh, I just, I wish Cisco would leave. Like, I love every member of Team Flash. Yes. And everyone they've introduced has fit and molded with them well. They have a, a reason yes. for being there well, would you guys and a part this? of the story. Mm-hmm. If somebody gets hurt in Arrow, yes. I'm normally like, eh, okay, whatever. But when you hurt one of the crew of The Flash, I'm like, how dare you? Justice needs to be served. My, my feels my will feelings start getting worked. Yeah. Go out. 
And I'm like, oh my god, I hope he's, I hope he makes it. The like, Flash will give worry. me the feels. The other, yeah. the other CW like, shows, not eh, really, right? Yeah, I feel like Flash no, no. is really good because there's such a tight knit group that you're like, oh no, like someone broke their leg. Oh god. Well, it's another, it's another thing of of respecting the mythology of the comic books, but it's also being able to go big. They're not afraid of going big. Right. They introduced Gorilla Grodd. And what a great introduction oh, he man. had. And yeah. subsequent And his, his, his reappearances throughout the show. Oh! Great. You would think, okay, so, easily to do in a comic book. Yeah. Easily to do in a cartoon show. How mm-hmm. you do in a TV show? How do you pull this off in TV? You have a giant gorilla that talks in a TV show. Mm-hmm. And they pull it off. Yep. They do. Not only do they pull it off, but they pull it off every single time they brought the character back. Yep. And to a smaller extent, he's not quite as big of a villain, but he has shown up as King Shark. Yeah, I feel the way they yes. handled King Shark great. has been yeah, it's like great. any of their big metas is what they call them. Yep, that like that are no longer the ones that size. you really could not explain. Mm-hmm. They explained by saying they're from another Earth. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. kind of a cop out, a little, but it still works because they introduced can't have, the multiverse. You can't have that blast of energy create everything, which is what they're doing right. for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know. and and it works for a little bit, but you can't have it always be the always. answer. Like, oh, you've got to have something. It else. Hit a grill yes. in the zoo. Now that like, a gorilla can talk. Like, mm, right, really? Right. Like, come on. No, no, not I mean, really. I but, totally yeah. agree. So that's why it's like, what are you going to do? So, in fairness, there are situations where Flash kind of gets a little lazy with that when they're like, well, how do a we make bit. these new guys? And like, we just redo that thing, but on a smaller scale now because this guy's got this power. And it's like, all right, man, just chill. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Calm yourself. Yeah, I mean, you can basically sum up the first three seasons of Flash is is. He runs fast. His bad guys run faster, and then he runs faster than them and wins. Like, and that's like a super simplified way, but it's super. Well, I, not until the, the third one. The I, third yeah. one, he actually had to outthink and outrun. Okay, his fair bad enough. See, guy. I would say the first two seasons, not only did he have to go faster, he'd outthink him. Right? Oh, how am I going to beat this guy? I figured it out. We just have to like figure out a way to train faster, run harder. Right? And then the third season, they're like, guess what? You have to out. Now you have to outsmart this guy. First, like, oh, yeah, first season, it's a villain from the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Second season, it's a villain from the multiverse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Third season, it's a villain resulting from his meddling with time. Yes. It's a villain that is the repercussions of him trying to fix his own timeline, creating their version of Flashpoint. Yes. Which was only one episode and looked like a nice place to live, actually. Right. Yeah. But. There were repercussions, and it changed the show. It oh, not it only changed that show, but it changed Arrow as well. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Characters were affected when oh, the yeah. timeline was messed with, mm-hmm. and he, they confronted those. Yes, it wasn't just like it happened. You're going to forget it. it was no, like, Oops, Barry, sorry, Barry no, had to look at everyone in the eye and be like, "Hey, man, because of something I did, this happened to you." You don't and see, they were like, you don't what? see television writing like that, no. especially dealing with a fantasy show. Right, they want us to take the time and actually walk you through the pathos of your character having to deal with rewriting history to where some things don't even exist anymore. Right. Character traits of people don't even exist anymore. What you might feel is a super simplified explanation of it is so expounded in this series that it, it, it is amazing. Like you guys just said all that stuff and it's all true. And what I love about it are the consequences you face. Season one breeds into season two. Season two breeds into season three. Season three breeds into season Season four. four, Season four breeds into season five. It's not just, that he f- runs faster than the, the villains. Yes, he has to outsmart them, but the consequences of what he does matters in what comes. He is also always developing new skills, I feel like, right? Yeah, he's and always constantly evolving. Where, like, it's hard to do with Learning a guy like Learning how Arrow. to hone his, his yeah, abilities. Where, yes. like, like, I mean, I have to always keep comparing to Arrow, but, like, with Arrow, it's like this guy doesn't know how to shoot a bow. 
besides that in like karate, you know, it's not like he can be like, guess why I also learned how to pick up a building. No, I mean, you're, you you're a dude. Jiu-jitsu. But like Flash is like, I learned how to face through a building. You're like, that right. is super awesome yeah. and keeps you intrigued in the character going, what else can you Because the par- characters progress. Oh, pro- right. That's, and that's, and that's what right. you have to have. Yeah. yeah. That's what you have. Oh, yeah. To have. And it's nice to feel like I you're seeing the evolution. Like, because oh, yeah. future Flash is talked about and alluded to a lot. And it's nice to watch the Flash and be like, I see this happen. Like you oh, yeah. feel him becoming Future Flash, and it's nice whenever they introduce other speedsters that he has to help. Right. Like, like oh man, he teaches or like he learns from them or learns from right. experience. Like, hey, how like how did you learn to keep your speed up so fast? Like, oh, I just remember always look forward or you know, the trick mm-hmm. is breathe. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. It's so awesome. I guess we're all in agreement. We love the Flash. Sorry, we love yes. the Flash. Yeah, Flash is awesome. The biggest complaint I have about the Flash is the way it handled one character, the Music Meister. They pulled him because they wanted to have a musical episode because they had... Uh, because you had, they had talented actors yeah, and actresses they, that could actually sing yeah. and dance. Yeah. And so they just crafted a story. Don't you know in television you have to have a musical episode nowadays? No, mm-hmm. I agree, but I think there was a better way to handle <laughs> it and a better th- way to do it. Get Neil Patrick Harris to reprise his animated role as the music maestro. <laughs> like, I thought he they was They can't great. afford Neil Patrick well, Harris. You don't know that. He was Doogie <laughs> Howser. He'll come back. It was all this little Barney Stinson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. That was my biggest complaint, is I really, like, when they announced he was showing up, I was like, this is going to be the musical episode, and it's going to be really good. And I like just about everything they did with it, like how they turned the episode into almost like a gangster story, but right. I didn't yeah. like the way they got there. That was That's my sharpest complaint. I think the cast, the, the Flash, has a sweet spot of three. Four side characters. Sorry, I forgot about Iris. I don't know why. <laughs> like you have you have the Wells, Cisco, Caitlin, and then Iris, and that's really it. Joe, yes, I you know, know. for yeah. me, Joe's an no, important. No, Joe's character. an important. Yeah, character, that's man. fair. Joe, yeah, Joe's like, a moral compass, man. Yeah, like, he's just kind of been a little bit. He's more been responsible this... for more tear ups. Yeah. on my on my oh, side yeah. of this, yeah. the, the tissue. Like, this season, he's been a little more absent because of the story that he's got going on right. with his wife. So, yeah. in my yeah, you're you're correct. There 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 are five solid people. Uh, unfortunately, they tried for a six, but Draco Malfoy, as a heel as he ever is, did not sign on for another season, which oh. was sad. Oh, really? Is that why he's all? He's, yeah, he yeah. sign on. I, I honestly, I, I actually looked up why, and I couldn't find like a solid reason why he wasn't fans, back. Fans well, maybe he only signed up for one, one. season, and maybe. that was it. Maybe yeah. that all he wanted to do was one season. Who yeah. knows? I, but I feel like he was written to have more. But in his absence, yeah. we got Ralph Didby. So hey. Which, I am going to point this out, and, and the hardcore fans who've watched all these shows will know this. Before Barry created Flashpoint yes. on the show, Ralph Dimney was dead. Yeah. If you remember from a, a, a season one episode where Harrison Wells, in disguise, but still Harrison Wells, okay. is uh, he's confronting this bad guy and starts listing out names of people who died during the particle accelerator accident. Oh, my God. You're one right. of those names yeah. is Ralph Dibney. Yeah. Now, Flashpoint happens. He Barry fixes, fixes yeah. things, but one of the things back. It's one of one of the things that that uh, changed was Ralph didn't die; he became the elongated man, yep, the pair. Man. And we are, me personally, I am grateful for that character being introduced because it was definitely. Definitely well needed for such a heavy season that that was season four. Right. You needed a lighthearted, mm, dimwit. You can't call him dimwitted because he is a great detective. Right. Mm-hmm. But that lighthearted He's a goofball, goofball. Yeah. the you, yeah, the you Smurfy. Mm-hmm. They the that's Smurfy. what we. They needed they a Smurfy, further. and they and did. that's what they yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Can't all be dark and gloomy. We no. all can't be pistols. 
Constantine. Constantine debuted on October 24th, 2014 on NBC and only had 13 episodes, sadly because the show was just too expensive to keep producing. And those 13 episodes were great. It was, it was good versus evil. The, the actor that they got to play, John Constantine, a hell of a lot better than Keanu Reeves outing as the character in the feature film. But the great thing about it is, is that because the show was still produced by the people who were doing all the CW shows, a year later, after it was canceled, even though they didn't bring it to the CW, they brought the character who played John Constantine appear in a handful of episodes of Arrow, and then appear on the show Legends of Tomorrow, to where he's actually a reoccurring character now. One of the things that I don't think we touched upon, because we haven't really hit everything, is the actors they get for these shows mm, and mm. their dedication to these roles. Oh yeah. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to be a bit of a, a, a jerk here, which is a surprise. Uh-oh, I know. Wow. That, but like, my pistol. when you see, uh, when you look at social media or you see different things, you always hear stories of like Robert Downey Jr. Going to children's hospitals dressed as Tony Stark or delivering a prosthetic limb to a child dressed as Tony Stark or, you know, Ryan Reynolds dressed as Deadpool visiting people or, you know, Chris How Evans. dare they? Yeah. Chris Evans <laughs> dressed as Captain America visiting these people. Like, you always feel like the Marvel movies, these people love their roles and love to share them with everybody. Yeah. But with the DC movies, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavalier, they, they couldn't care less. It's a role they play. They, they, they're they there for Well, maybe they're just too busy. Well, yeah, maybe. I, I think like, it's because they have a horrible time on set. You hear these horror stories. These guys going through stuff where they're just like, I just want to forget that thing if yes, it happened. But. I think that's part of it. Where the other characters from Marvel love it. Yes. But so, with the DC shows, I get the sense from the Marvel movies that Stephen Emile loves Arrow, loves playing this character. Oh, he, he does. Wants to share with everything. Gustin Grant loves The Flash, yeah. loves to do this. The girl who plays Supergirl, whose name escapes me, and I'm so sorry, um, loves the character, loves this Something thing. Bonet or something. Yeah. Something, yeah. Matt Damn Ryan it. loves Constantine. He does all the animated voices for Constantine, too. And, like, loves to read, come back to this character. Like, Brandon Routh, who had a go at being Superman, right. shows up on Arrow as... The Atom. The Atom, as, mm-hmm. as uh, good old uh, Dr. Ray wow. Palmer. And, and, and now... That character, he's encompassing that character better than he ever oh, yeah. than he ever did as Superman. So like that's what I say when like I love the CW because I can forgive bad writing as long as there's passion behind it. Because not everything's gonna be the greatest at all times, but as long as the people care about what they're doing and you can feel their emotion coming through, that An is what actor, a good actor can make subpar writing better. Yes. Right. Bad acting can't. No. No. And this, I, I, I want to say that I love The Flash, favorite one. Had Constantine continued, Constantine, I feel, with the writing, the characters and everything, Constantine would have taken that number one spot, at least for me personally. Well, it has a horror angle to it as yes. well, so definitely for me as well. No, I'm, I'm surprised the CW didn't bring it over, honestly. It's on the CW seed. Yeah, you it can is, watch all the I'm episodes saying... on CW seed. Okay. It's just an interesting, because unlike the next show we're going to talk about, that did get brought from one network to the CW, mm-hmm. unlike Constantine. But I can understand why they would be afraid to try to tackle the the magical stuff, because guess what? They were already doing that on Arrow. 
And look how that went. Yeah. Well, to another extent, the CW itself already also has a few a sci-fi fantasy fantasy show with Supernatural. That's a huge hit. So why would you want to try and double dip? You know what I mean? That I could I, mean, I could see enough, your point. Because yeah. right, like if you compare Constantine, the tone is a little bit different, right? Yes, but th- it does have a lot of similarities. Same, right. Constantine, I feel, ultimately is darker than Supernatural, but I think that's well, at least another. Now. Re- yeah, I think first five seasons of Supernatural is super dark. Yeah. Well, yeah, but they always ultimately win. I would give you the finale in season five where you really feel what happens is the finale for that character, but like Constantine never wins even when he wins he loses like that's the antithesis of john constantine he is a dabbler in the magic arts and he is as good as he thinks he is but there are things that are so much better supergirl supergirl debuted on october 26 2015 and is currently enjoying its fourth season the first season of the show actually started on CBS. Yes. But was moved to the CW after just one season. Because it got horrible ratings. The ratings were good oh, enough. Okay. It was just an inexpensive show that was actually being shot in L.A. because it was CBS. Gaia. You can continue the show if you move it to the CW and shoot in Canada oh. for half the amount. Right. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So yeah. that makes sense. But there was an actual episode in season one yep. that cemented it in the Arrowverse. Right. It was actually called uh, uh, World's Finest, where Barry Allen, the Flash, crosses right. over into her universe and is kind of stuck there for a little while. So helps her out with a mission and then pops back into his dimension, but remembers the coordinates so that later on Five. they can they can communicate between each other. And that would definitely... That definitely ends up helping out because then they started doing the big crossovers right. later on. Supergirl got a lot of flack because mostly men who have small minds looked at it as, oh, oh, it's just the chick show. And I have to admit, part of me felt that way because, and it had nothing to do with its star, Melissa Benoist. It had the fact that it had Allie McBeal herself, Calista Flockhart, uh, Mrs. Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Let us not forget that as well. I can't stand her. So I'm like, oh, do I really want to watch a superhero show that has somebody, an actress, that I really can't stand? Well, the answer is yes, I did watch it. And surprisingly enough, I didn't hate Calista Flockhart in that show playing Cat Grant. And even though they did take liberties, as in gender swapping and colorblind casting, all of that stuff seemed to work. Right, yeah. But it wasn't diversity for diversity's sake. It actually worked for the show. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a show just geared towards women to make you feel empowered, like a lot of the promotional stuff would make you think. But, of course, that's how you try to get your female audience. Your female audience who would never watch a superhero show has to have something more than the biff-pow-bang to get them to sit in front of the television. Right. You give them... you, You dangle the carrot of what females would want to watch, and then they get dazzled. By the superheroics over. And not only that, you also have a show that both boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, what have you, can sit down and try to enjoy together. Yeah, on a similar note, uh, that happened to Smurfy and I. One day we were just putting Legos together, and we were like, 
let's give it a chance. And we put on Supergirl. Yeah, was, was, and we watched the first six episodes, I think, yeah, like back to first, back. And we were like, this, this is bad. Yeah, it's, not like, bad. it's not bad. Yeah. Because, well, we heard that it had horrible ratings, which is why I was on the fence. Because I was like, yeah, I want to watch. It's probably garbage. Like, it's, it's got horrible ratings. Then we put it on, and I was like, why did this show get horrible ratings? And like you said, mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily the horrible ratings. It sounds like it was just like, because everyone goes, oh, well, it got canceled, so it's got to be horrible. And I think that was just an assumption. And I was like, no, it was too expensive. Yeah, like, that too, makes, it was know. too expensive. Again, it, it, suffered like, from, it suffered from the Constantine yeah. effect. Mm-hmm. Only this time, CW was like, oh, no, 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 no. We, we, we'll, we'll, we'll use, right. we'll bring her back we'll over it. here. That's no, yeah. that's no and problem. And we'll still say that the first season counted. And, and it does. It's it like does count. Like, it yeah. counts. Like, that's season one of our show. Actually, the only thing about that, that first season that irks me is it introduced Maxwell Lord. Yes. Yeah. As it's as almost its main. It was like it's it's sub bad guy. Right. Because you had the the escaped prisoners from the Kryptonian jail. Mm-hmm. Those were your bad guys. Right. Yeah. But then you had Maxwell Lord, and after the end of season one, he kind of just disappeared. Right. They never. They've never even mentioned him again. And for any DC fans, uh, pre New Fifty Two, Maxwell Lord had a a very big connection to the Justice League, and then ended up turning out to be a bad guy working you know, solely for humanity, down with superheroes, down with aliens, and became one of the biggest bad guys in one of the biggest crossovers, one of the Infinity Crises that DC was doing back then. But to actually introduce the character and then just you know, kind of fade away into the background, it's, it's, a, it's a shame because we, really, we don't have a Lex Luthor. We have a Lena, Lena Luthor. We have Superman, and we know Lex exists. He's locked up somewhere. Right. But your next best bad guy could have been Maxwell Lord. Oh, Lord. easily. Right. Especially what they're doing now in season four. Yeah, season four. Yeah. Um, are you caught up on it? I am very caught up. Yeah, like the idea that they – do you mind if I spoil things for you? Yeah, <gasps> I'm not caught up. I know I'm not caught up. Sorry. Earmuffs. The, the idea no, that they, they introduced like this crew and Manchester Black is a part of it really was a bit befuddling to me. It's like – Especially when you have Maxwell Lord lurking in the background with this exact motive, yeah. ultimately from the comics, and I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. if it's revealed he's somewhere in the background, I'm like, okay. and that'll be great, yeah. But like right now, it doesn't feel like that, and it's like feels like lost opportunities. Yes, but again, it's also an alternate reality. Well, not alternate. It's an it's another dimension. Right. So it's not it's not Arrow right. and Flash. It's its own universe mm-hmm. as well. Yes. So. There could be a Maxwell Lord slinking around in the shadows of Arrow and Flash's universe. Maybe. We don't know. Yeah. Maybe we just have to wait and see. The thing is, though, is that despite... And and, and Supergirl is guilty of kind of hammering certain points home every now and then. Yeah. Not saying that there's anything wrong with that. No. But, you know, ease up on the hammer. I'm getting a headache. All in all, though... Supergirl is a fun show to watch, and I like its well-rounded cast. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow debuted on January 21st, 2016, and is currently also enjoying its fourth season. Mm -hmm. (sighs) What do you do when you have too many characters running around on all your shows? I'm on a different show. Well, you give them their own show, and you make them a team. And you have them do time travel stuff. Because mm. I was can never go wrong. Because no. time travel never goes wrong. I was excited for this because I was like, okay, well, this is going to be the closest thing we're ever going to get to a Justice League, Justice Society. Right. It's right. a group of characters. It's a group of superheroes. Okay, I'll take it. 
and then it starts, and I'm like, wow, this is really weird. Right. It didn't quite hit. And then it starts getting weirder, but the weirder it got, the better the yeah. better that first season oh, yeah. got. You had such a an eclectic group of characters, both heroes and villains. Yeah. You had Captain Cold and Heat Wave. Yep. With. With White Canary. Yep. And. Firestorm. Why are you egging on so? The Atom. Yeah. And, of course, their leader. Rory. Yes. Rip Hunter. Oh. And We're not Bond. talking about Doctor Who. <laughs> Although kind of funny, he's a he's I a time he's a time yeah. master yeah. in his own time ship. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that the casting guys were like, "Oh no, we need him. Yeah, we're gonna get the all guy. the Doctor Who fans right. yeah, watching our Smith, show." Bring in Roy. Right. And you also had the Hawks. Yes. You yeah, had Hawk Girl right. and Hawk Hawk and Hawk Girl. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, where this show was concerned, it looked like it was going to have a rotating cast. So when season two starts up, you're wondering, ooh, okay, so who's going to join the team? The Hawks have left. Mm-hmm. Who's going to replace them? And in season two, we've got bad guys screwing with the timeline, and it's the Legion of Doom. It's not the Legion of Doom, but it's the Legion of Doom. And even though it was interesting, it just wasn't as... Gripping? Gripping as the first yeah. season. And that's how I feel this show has progressed as, as it's gone on in its fourth season. It's still wacky. Right. It's the most it's the most of the wackiest out of all the shows. But they they have not found that that footing from season 1 moving forward. I think but they keep one... on doing good stuff, interesting stuff, so people keep on coming back and watching it. Mm-hmm. I th- I think it's cuz of the first season they were like we have these group of characters diverse as they are, some bad, some good. You're basically some, some calling them losers. Your, yeah, some some not and they're like we're putting together, we're going to make a we're, we're going to be the underdogs and you're going to win. In history, you don't mean anything. That's why I can take you out of the time stream. And he's also like, and if you die, no one's going to miss you. Right. Because Mm -hmm. in your own time stream, you're all pretty much dead anyway. But by now, that can't be the point anymore. Right. So I think that's that's where the problem is. is He's like, you guys are almost like the expendable team. Let's go out and do good. And then all of a sudden, they're kind of like, oh, but you guys are doing good. So let's keep going with it. And it's like, well, now these guys aren't losers anymore. The underdogs became the the all-star team. So you're like, okay. They became the Justice League team, so now these are the guys. Where you're like, they're gonna, they're gonna win, and I think that's where some of the magic's gone. If I can compare it to a comic book, this is a probably unfortunate. We have Elongated Man, but he's not on the team yet. He's not on with the Legends, but I would call the Legends almost kind of like your poor man version of Justice League International. Okay, yeah, because Justice League International was kind of your comedy Justice League group. You're talking like the Booster Personally Gold. Personally speaking, I've been waiting yeah. for Booster Gold and, and Blue Be- Beetle to come be back. introduced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on. Legends of Tomorrow. I think that would be fantastic. because they would fit perfectly with that group, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and maybe hopefully before the end of season four they will find their footing. But out of all of the CW shows, Legends of Tomorrow is the one that I'm so we least like... eager to watch. I still watch it every right. week, but it's the least eager. It's the, it's the show that I'm least eager to see. Now, would you say the reason for that is because in its initial season it had a strong cast that pulled from only two places. It only pulled from Arrow and it only pulled from Flash. And once it pulled from those characters, it pulled characters that had been established. Their motives had been established. Their characters had been established. But now, when you add new characters to the mix, now they have to reestablish those characters and they have to take the time away to do that. Whereas opposed to just having Captain Cold and Heatwave, you already know their dynamic from Flash. Now they're gone, which I know, but instead you have Hawk and Dove, let's say. For an example. Yeah. Right. 
Like, we were saying, you're already taking established characters. Yeah, like, we already we know their background. We already had their character development, and now you're like, you're going to show these other guys. You can run with just the plot and the storyline. Mm-hmm. We're also like, we got rid of some guys. Now here's new characters, and nobody knows who they are. Yep. We now need character development, and that takes time, and that takes away from the Shows plot. need that. But, I mean, right. No, I agree. But- Shows need that, and I, and, and this that show definitely needs it. Mm-hmm. The characters that they've been picking to be those characters, those brand new characters to develop on this show, aren't the right characters. No, agreed. Yeah. I, I think they've been, uh, they've been handling that wrong. For a show that should be a rotating right. cast, yeah. and this seems to be a problem in all the Arrowverse shows, because they like an actor or actress, they don't want to let go of them, even though their character has been killed off or right. written off into the time stream. Right. So what happens? <gasps> Oh, well, we just go and grab that person from another Earth. Right. And it's their Earth doppelganger three, right. or their evil counterpart. But we still have them around. See, Captain Cold. And that is, uh, well, Citizen Cold. Yes. Okay, fine. But yes. But for me, that is probably the biggest cop-out and biggest complaint I have about these shows. Black Lightning. Black Lightning debuted January 16th, 2018, and is currently enjoying... It's second season. We're not going to talk about Black Lightning very much because it is not a part of the Arrowverse. Not yet. They have name-dropped a couple of heroes, but this could be very well be just another part of the multiverse. Uh, I've watched a handful of episodes of Black Lightning. It's all right. I enjoy it. Personally speaking, I would rather have seen a live-action Static Shock show than Black Lightning. I get Black Lightning has a very long history in D.C., but I am more familiar with Static Shock. Because of the cartoon. Because of the cartoon. Right. And, and his appearances in the comic right. books, though. If the character does join the Arrowverse, then we'll definitely let you know, and we'll 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 focus more on the show. Either way, I personally enjoy it. Uh, all of season one is on Netflix. I would recommend watching it. It's, it's a solid story that I think that the other shows can't deal with. So I'll just talk about it here. Like a, a superhero with a family. Like that, Flash can't cover that yet. Arrow can't cover that. Supergirl can't cover that. I think it's an interesting take. Well, because he he used to be a hero. And had to give it up. Gave it up. And then now, years later, after giving up, it, things have gotten bad again. Time to put the suit back on. Yes. I think it's an interesting watch and a worth it and a good show. Okay. And so that's how I feel about Black Lightning. But what do you think about Black Lightning? Or, or Legends Tomorrow? Or The Flash? Or Arrow? Or Supergirl? Are you looking forward to the upcoming Batwoman? What's your favorite Arrowverse show? Let us know. So head on over to our website at mybigfatpolis.com and fill out the contact form and let us know what you think of the Arrowverse. Crossovers. Now, one of the awesome things about having your own little mini television universe is your ability to do crossovers. And the Arrowverse has done small crossovers where you've actually had one character show up in another show for one, maybe even two episodes just to help out. Or you get your big multi-episode crossovers that that encompass all of the shows. They pulled this off really well two years ago with Invasion. It was the first time all of the shows crossed over. It was Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, The Flash, and Arrow. The Dominators were invading Arrow, the, the, the Arrowverse. And because they'd never gone up against high-powered aliens like that... Flash is like, well, I know an alien. Not only can I grab Supergirl, but let's grab her sister, the badass. And, oh, Martian Manhunter, let's grab him, too. So we've got 
The Legends of Tomorrow, Martian Manor, Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, all of them, including Team Arrow as well. So you've right. got Spartan, you've got Felicity, Fe- the lovely Felicity Smoke, the you've lovely. got uh, Black Canary, and they're all fighting aliens. And it was the first time you'd seen something like this on television, and it's like, wow, wh- why can't they pull this off where wow. the movies are concerned? Right. Yeah. This was movie quality. And then the next year, last year, they even trumped it. Yeah, oh, they did absolutely. Crisis on Earth X, where you've got evil Nazi versions of all of our heroes invading Barry Allen and Iris West's wedding. Oh, wow. And it's good versus literal evil, Zig Heil evil from Earth X. And the scope of it was film worthy. Without a doubt. It was absolutely something like uh, the way I watch them is I watch The Flash every week. I, I get caught uh-huh. up on that. Everything else, I can kind of wait till it hits to Netflix or something so I can just kind of binge bits well, at yeah, the time. Yeah. But for these, I will make sure to DVR and I will watch them like they are a movie. Yeah. Because, yeah. Gotta, like you, you gotta. just said, that's the quality of it. Like, they don't take shortcuts with these. Mm-hmm. The, the worst thing I can say about Crisis of Infinite X is where was Elongated Man? But with such a big cast like he really wasn't missed great quality that i can't stress enough well it was really before he was even a hero yes he was still not even figuring out his powers so putting him in putting him in the mix would actually be a detriment very much so to all the other characters because you'd actually have to be watching him Mm -hmm. Uh, one of the one of the best parts and it was towards the end of the actual crossover and it was a nice little nod to Superman 2, the original Christopher Reeve Superman 2. So you've got evil Supergirl, mm-hmm. evil Nazi Supergirl uh, inside this giant floating monstrosity and the, you know laying waste to the city and the heroes are fighting the bad guys. And Supergirl shows up to, the, to, to one of the windows in this flying fortress, breaks the window out. And, and her evil counterpart is is a general in the Fifth Reich. So, of course, the pimp line our Supergirl throws out. General, care to step outside? Straight from Superman 2 when Superman is about to go up against Zod. Zod. So just freaking, freaking awesome, man. No, the, you're absolutely right. Like This I'm is where we're right. going to gush about this stuff. Got to gush about it. Got to gush about it. Because if, if we don't, you won't. Because... We want you to share our enthusiasm for all things like this because this isn't like anything before. But it's a roadmap for things how it could be for other properties. It almost feels like, and I'm going to compare it one more time to this, to the MCU's movie verse is what CW's doing with their TV with their Arrowverse. I agree, and they're doing it in the best way possible that I guess the movie people don't understand. Yeah. And we've got another crossover getting ready to happen. Oh, I'm this so excited. This year's crossover, Elseworlds. Yes. Still very hush-hush. By the time this podcast is released, by the time you're all listening to it, it should I mean, it should be about to happen. I am extremely excited because it will be introducing a brand new character from the multiverse. We will be getting Batwoman. I'm giddy with that because if there's a Batwoman, there's got to be some sort of Bat connection. I hope. And I would love to see some little nod because Gotham City and Bruce Wayne have been talked about in yep. all of the shows. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we've never gone to Gotham and we've never seen Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. but he's been talked about, and even Batman's been alluded to without ever saying Batman. Right. So I'm hoping that finally, after all this time, especially since both 
our actors in the cinematic universe are stepping down from playing Superman and Batman. Can we now finally have that little bit of that little nugget? Give us that carrot, please. Give us the carrot. We've been dying to see Batman on television. Give it to us. Because we've actually gotten Superman. We've got Superman from Supergirl. And there's even talk about him getting his own show. Really? And if that happens, joyful, joyful. Even more content to revel in. Those are our thoughts. We could be wrong. We're we're a little biased. We do love these characters and, and the comic books that they're from. And with the joys of Netflix and binge-watching, it, it's now not impossible to get caught up on shows to where you can understand everything that's going on. Do I recommend jumping on Netflix and binging six seasons of Arrow? I, I recommend binging the first three, three and making seasons. up your own mind after that if you want to continue. Do I recommend if you're not a, if you haven't watched any of Flash? Do I recommend binging those first three seasons? Hell yes, yes I do. Yeah, I think we all do. Yep. And because of its connective tissue to all the other shows, I could almost guarantee you you're going to want to watch Supergirl, and you're going to want to watch Legends of Tomorrow. Do you have to binge all of it? No, you don't. Give them a shot. Sure, it may look cheesy and goofy because yeah, it's a CW. But under that cheese, under that goof, there's real storytelling, and there's great acting, and there's great writing. Sometimes you got to wade through some some of the bad, depending on the show. You always have filler, but you always do come back to quality. And we're not going to recommend anything to our listeners that we at least don't feel has some sort of quality. We hope that this observe and report has helped you. Until next time, I'm Mister X. I'm Smurfy. I'm Pistol Danger. We'll see you next time. That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast listening app of your choice. What he means is download and subscribe on every app possible. Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpulllist.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your batarangs sharp. Ouch. And your space guns charge. That's not a space gun. That's Megatron. <laughs> With that one lady... Let's oh. look up her name real quick. Uh, I was just going to say, Nick's going to go look up her name real quick. Velicity. Yep. <laughs> Velicity, Velicity. Right? Wasn't that the, what the ah. are you talking about? The, who was, who's her boss? Cat like, Grant? No. her her. I thought Supergirl's boss when Felissa she's a reporter. Cla- uh, Fla- uh, Felissa Cla- Cla- yeah. Flockhart? What did show was she? Wasn't she on a show called Felicity for a while? No, she was on Allie McBeal. Damn, it was Allie McBeal. I was thought it was Felicity, my bad. Like, so you're talking about Allie McBeal. I'm not talking right. about Allie, Allie McBeal. McBeal. That's we're going to reference now. That's the real hero of the show. When you guys mentioned Grotto. Melissa Benoist? Benoist? I don't know. Are yeah. we saying that? Melissa Sorry. Benoist? Is that it? Ben- I don't know. I-S-T, Benoist, yeah. Supergirl. Tell me where the Flash is. He's very fast. <laughs>